Welcome to Ascent, a podcast from Impact Youth Ministry in Tacoma, Washington. Each week, we discuss issues relevant to students as they strive to follow Jesus here and now, offering a biblical perspective based on our experience leading teens each week. Let's get started. I'm here today with Dana Guzman, one of our middle school girl leaders here at Impact. And I just have to thank you so much for being the first one to volunteer and then to actually get the first time slot to come in for letting us get to know you. Yeah, I got to bite the bullet, I guess. (laughs) Face those fears. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So the whole purpose of this really is just to more than just a like your typical testimony at a a church or an event. You know, we definitely want to hear how um, God has worked in your life and drawn you to himself. But it's also, I think, important for us to get to know you as a person and kind of know some of your history and the things that make you tick. I grew up mostly with my mom, kind of in the greater Seattle area, like first like Tequila and then up to Linwood eventually. Uh, my dad's family was down here. So after college, I moved down here. This place has always been home. I have a lot of siblings. I have four siblings. <laughs> They're spread all over. My sister is in Washington. My brothers are in Arizona. I have another sister up in Alaska and she's moving everywhere all the time. So I like that I get to visit her wherever she goes with her kids. I went to Western Washington University up in Bellingham near Canada. Um, So that was really cool just to like live in a really wooded outdoorsy area. So I feel like it's kind of cool that I got to experience a couple years of just like living not deep into God's creation, but at the same time, like way different than here. It's a smaller city, a lot of lakes, a lot of hiking trails, a lot of trees, just a very different environment. But I feel like it gave me a greater appreciation for creation. You said the greater Seattle area and gave a couple of examples. Did that mean you moved around a lot? I wouldn't say that I moved around a lot. I lived in Tequila, Kent, Linwood, kind of in that area. So anywhere between like 10 to 15 miles outside of Seattle. You say that when you were in Bellingham, you were appreciative of being in creation maybe a little bit more. What other types of interests or passions do you have? I'd like to say I have really cool ones, but that's just not the truth. (laughs) Um, I am really into um, psychology. That's what I majored in in college. And so I am um, like always just absorbing articles or books or stories um, or TV shows or whatnot just that involve um, like the curiosities of human behavior and like the mind. And I just think it's so cool how God created everyone with a different personality and motivations and just the brain chemistry. And it's down to like molecules inside of us. I think it's so cool. So I have, (laughs) I watch a lot of like criminal minds and like law dramas about um, like just different types of human behavior, I guess, that are just interesting to me. Um, Even not necessarily. Now I'm nervous and a little bit (laughs) self-conscious, like, but now is she always dissecting people <laughs> and trying to figure out what's going on? Yeah. The first question people ask me is like, oh, are you analyzing me right now? Can you read my mind? Well, what am I going to do next? And like, I can't answer that. But it's um, it's just always funny that that's what's thought of. But in reality, it's just a really deep curiosity, I think, for why do we think the way we do? Why do we act the way we do? Like what leads us to have certain behaviors or thought processes? It's just so interesting to me. But aside from the nerdy side of me, an even nerdier side of me is um, like just a lot of fictional worlds. Like 
I talk to like your sons a lot about like Star Wars, probably every day, <laughs> or different types of book series I should be reading. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool to kind of, in a healthy way, escape into like just different worlds. It's kind of cool to see what people can create into books and movies and stuff. Probably a decent insight into the workings of their mind to see what they actually create. Yeah, Yeah. one could say. So how old were you when you were first introduced to the gospel? I think I was first introduced, I was about 11. I mostly grew up with my mom um, and both my parents were unbelievers. Um, I didn't really hear about God or know what that was or even hear about like any sort of religion or whatnot growing up. When I was 11, I went and spent um, two weeks with my aunt and uncle, um, Randy and Stephanie, and I was never really close to their family. I just saw them on Christmas, maybe some birthday parties. You were never close with them before? Not really. You're like the same age as all their daughters. I know, but yeah, um, they're on my dad's side. And so when I grew up with my mom, we lived kind of far. And so we were all young. They were busy. I don't know. We just never really hung out with them very much except for like family get togethers a couple times a year. One summer, I just went and spent two weeks with them and that happened to overlap with their church's VBS. And, you know, I got into their routine of praying before meals, like we prayed together. Um, The music they listened to was different. The rules of their house were different. It was very um, God honoring and structured around um, scripture and like having that as the foundation of their family. And so that just really intrigued me. Um, And I think I asked a lot of questions that summer (laughs) um, of like, who is this Jesus you're talking about? Like, what, why are you guys doing this so different than what my family does. And maybe that's the beginning of my curiosities of the variations in in humans. I don't know, (laughs) but it really caught my interest. Um, And then after that VBS, I remember at the very end of it, like the last day, the people that were running it had asked, you know, everyone close your eyes, raise your hand if you um, are not saved, if you you wanna know more about Jesus and salvation. And so being 11, I raised my hand. I was honest, I had no idea what the heck they were talking about. Um, so I was like pulled aside and like just shared the gospel and it was really cool. And I decided like, yep, tonight I'm going to go home. I'm going to go up to my space in my aunt and uncle's house and I'm going to pray out loud by myself and be saved. And then I think that was pretty pivotal. Like even as young as I was, I was pretty conscious of this is what, um, this is the life I want. And like, I want to live a life that was being modeled for me through my aunt and uncle's family. And so yeah, I think I kept coming back um, those two weeks, up to three weeks, then a month, then all summer, and then every holiday, and then most weekends that I was coming here, driving like one to three hours every week to go to youth group in high school. Yeah, but I feel like I didn't really get to know truly like who Jesus was until like ninth grade, like high school, when you can really get a grasp of scripture by yourself and start to develop that personal relationship with Christ versus just like going through the motions that I was in middle school. The younger that you are, there's that moment where you have to take some ownership of like, oh, this is more than just saying, yes, I I need you and I want you, Mm -hmm. but like the rest of it. So what was it that actually led you to maybe understand it more while you were in high school? Like once you hit ninth grade, what was it that kind of pushed it to that next level? Oh, I don't remember if there was like a pivotal moment or just like a light bulb going off. I don't really remember that. Um, I think it was, I got a little bit more um, 
time spent with my aunt and uncle's family down here and I was able to go to church more. And like when I got into high school, I started doing more like youth group events. And like just as I got older, I got more ability to come down here, which just led to more exposure and conversations and like being like lovingly guided by my aunt because she was a really, really big person in my life um, in my walk with Jesus. And so I felt like I got a little bit more of that in my as my brain developed, I can understand more like what it actually meant to have a relationship with Christ and like just finding your identity, like that whole thing. You know, you become a teenager at 14, 15, you get the pressures of high school and what are you going to do for college? You're going to take AP classes, honors classes, whatever it is. And like, what's your interests? What are your hobbies? And are you going to do a sport or not? So I felt like I was just really starting to struggle at that point of, well, who do I want to be? Who am I? all that kind of stuff, a small identity crisis at 14 years old. And I guess I just decided that I wanted to be like my aunt and be like the, all the other women and the um, high schoolers that I was meeting at church. So yeah, I think I was like, well, if Jesus is the base of them, like, what is this? And so that's when I started like reading my Bible on my own, initiating those conversations, asking questions, doing research, reading books about it. Yeah, I think that's just when I really took the took the reins, I guess, for myself. Mm -hmm. Can you think of maybe something, uh, uh, an, a lesson that maybe he was teaching you during that time to help you kind of say, oh yeah, that is what I want? Or, or if you look back now, maybe this would be a better way to say it. If you look back now, can you see something that maybe um, he was teaching you at that time that, that as you look back, you're like, oh, I see. Maybe. Um, so part of my story, I guess, is like why I went to go stay with my aunt and uncle that summer was there was just some drama. <laughs> Things went down with my family um, and I wasn't able to actually like see or have contact with my dad for a couple of years. And so going down there was like my way of getting exposure to my dad's side of the family. Um, but when I was 14 or 15, so sometime in that first year of high school, my dad is reintroduced back into my life and I started to have um, visits with him and like getting to know him again. And it was like, a, we are both new, different people. We'd grown so much. So I felt like with that, I had to struggle a lot with um, forgiveness and like, what did it mean for me to forgive him for things that he had done or um, letting go, but not necessarily like forgetting. I w I'm not sure, but I think that really made me face, um, well, what do I need to be forgiven for? And I think that was pretty big on my heart as well of, well, he's not perfect, but I'm not perfect. I think I just was really faced with why do I need, why does he need forgiveness? And then thus, why do I need forgiveness? I had been hearing for years at that point that, you know, we are all in need of forgiveness. We're all sinners, but I didn't really have to face what sins I had been struggling with probably until my dad has introduced my life because I had to be on the giving end of forgiveness. So then it just made me question the receiving end. Oh, that's so amazing how God just takes something difficult and hard like that and turns it to something amazing where he would take somebody as young as you were to say, wow, what do I need forgiveness for? That is actually very humbling. Is there uh, anything that God is currently working on you that you would like to share? Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about that just on the way over from my house. I, given just everything that's going on with like the pandemic and all that, a lot of my travel plans and like are just completely out the window, hanging out with friends. It's just making me a little upset and a little anxious about everything um, and how long this is going to be. And so what I've kind of been reminded of um, over the past like two weeks in particular is just like God's sovereignty and how 
everything can be used for his glory. Um, and he is constantly working in everything to fulfill his promises and his plans for us, which I think is really cool, where whether or not like we always think we mess it up or we're not following Jesus's plan, like no matter what we do, like he his plan is always going to be sovereign and he always has that power, which I find very comforting um, <laughs> that, you know, he knows us by our names and he is actively working for each and every one of us on a personal level, but then also like with this pandemic, like I was really busy before everything hit and everything like shut down. Um, I was getting a little overwhelmed like consistently. And um, I remember like praying a couple of times, like I just need life to like take a pause for a second or to slow down, give me more time. And then this hit and I was like, I have too much time. Why is this happening? What am I doing? I need to be busy again. And it's, like, I'm just never content, <laughs> I guess. And so I just realized the past two weeks, like in a way he answered my prayers and he's like making things slow down. Um, so much different areas of my life have, I, I guess I've had time and mental space to like work on and create new habits um, that I think are just more like honoring to the Lord, just even how I use my money and how I allocate my time. Um, just being really intentional with pursuing relationships, which is something I've always been really hard with, um, like had a hard time with. Yeah, I think this time has been really cool that he was able to use this time to change those things in me. But then also these are things that I can still learn from when everything reopens, we go back into it that maybe next year, 10 years, whatever it is, we can look back at this era of time and say like, God really used that. And he grew all of us and he's still using this time to fulfill his plans. So just the sovereignty of God is just, it blows my mind every time. <laughs> I think we are going to look back at this time and be so thankful for it. Uh, he is definitely using it and redeeming it in so many people. And I think that is going to be the biggest thing we take from this. If you have a uh, biblical heavenly perspective where, you know, you are looking at it from hopefully more in line with how God sees things. You know, so many people are asking what's, why, why, what's going on? And we know why. It's just amazing to know that this isn't wasted time. Right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty beautiful, actually. So what led you to actually be interested in working with the youth here at Fellowship Bible Church and being a part of the Impact Leadership Team? I knew that I wanted to be a youth leader since I was in youth group, like as a high school student. Why? I was just always so encouraged by all the leaders, um, particularly like the high school girls leaders, because that's when I started coming. Like Emily Linky, Chris Coleman, Stacey Forbes, they were all so present. I remember the conversations that they would initiate and um, the questions they would ask that were super challenging um, that just made me consider like where I was with the Lord um, and how I can always like challenge myself to be closer to, the, to God. Um, and so I just remember thinking about them. I think I might have been like 11th grade, like a year into being in youth group. I want to be like them. Just so on fire for the Lord, like being able to know scripture and like apply it and to counsel people. Um, that just seems so cool. And then not only that, but like the environment I, of youth group, I think is super fun. <laughs> Even as I graduate out on the other side of it, like I really appreciate like the time of games or small group time or even worship time. I consider myself somewhat of like a career student where I'm, I would love to be in school, <laughs> even when it stresses me out for this to be kind of a different version of, of a learning environment in school, sort of, is something I think I thrive in. And so I don't know, I think there's just... It's, I'm encouraged by students a lot. 
And I think that's something important. Like I didn't know I would be when I first started that it would be this much of a learning curve for me. Like I knew I'd have to learn to be a leader, but I didn't think I would be learning as much from the students as I have. What have you learned from the students? (laughs) I think I've learned to look at scripture that I've heard a million times and looking at it with fresh eyes um, or even just different perspectives, stories of Jesus or parables or whatnot that I've heard so many times over the past like 10, 11 years. And then and them hearing it for the first time, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what, what do you, what does this mean? Um, what is the context of the story? Like, why would this be important to them? How do you get this out of this verse? Um, they ask me that, those questions a lot. And I always feel like I have an answer, but then they always, well, what about this? Like, oh, I thought about it like this. I think one of our last times we were in the building for Impact was the Salt and Light story. And they had a hard time wrapping their head around it. And I was like, what's, you know, what's difficult? Like, I want to know, like, how else can I explain it or whatnot? And it was just interesting that they, my girls took a very completely different direction than you did in your sermon or even how I was trying to explain it. But it's just really cool, though, that we were able to have a discussion about it. And their answers weren't necessarily wrong. It was just like they got to the same conclusion, just a different route in their brains. And I thought it was kind of cool. But um, they ask a lot of really hard questions just about, like, why should I have faith or just the the big, heavy stuff, you know, (laughs) that I think it challenges me and keeps me on my toes of, you better know your stuff <laughs> and you have to know your scripture and like even um, carrying it over into my own life of if I am like tempted to do something or like not do my Devo time or whatnot, I could think of, well, how would I feel if I told my youth leader this? Or if I even as a leader told my girls, oh, I have done my Devo in a week, like how hypocritical, you know? Um, so I feel like even they, they keep me accountable as well in a strange way. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's been quite a learning experience. Yeah. Stepping into the youth pastor role here. So you are clearly very passionate about the student ministry here. Are there any other areas of ministry that interests you? Yeah. Um, I would like to get into a counseling ministry. I just started my master's program um, for biblical counseling, um, which is something I would absolutely love to like carry into like working with youth. Maybe not like just just them, but definitely that's something I have a heart for is counseling the youth kiddos. Um, I think it'd be really cool to delve into that. Well, you kind of talked about future dreams there. Unless there's another future dream you would like to talk about. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I have all these plans, you know, or I guess hopes for myself, but I'm not going to it's like telling people your your wish before you blow your birthday candle. You know, it's not going to come true. <laughs> but obviously, that's not how this works. But no, I think I, I right now I'm just working on my master's degree and then hopefully get set up with being a counselor. That is something I think I'm more focusing on, on right now. You know, the general answer would be travel the world, have a family <laughs> or whatnot, um, be a big movie star. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so uh, as we kind of wrap this up, are there any words of wisdom that you would like to pass on to our students who are listening at home or wherever they might be listening? Oh man, I can take this like a million different directions. I think because God's ultimate sovereignty has been on my heart so much, just like to really lean into that, whether that is following the path in which he has you on now, or just like listening for where he wants you to be. 
or even just like taking advantage of the situation you're in now to still glorify God, I think is really cool where I think sometimes when I think of God's sovereignty, I'm always thinking of what's next, uh, but not necessarily like, where am I at right now? Like, how can I use the situation I'm in now, whether I like it or not, or the time of my life right now to glorify God? Because ultimately, like everything is being used for His glory. And so I guess, yeah, just leaning into and like trusting His sovereignty and not only keeping an eye out for where He wants you to be in your choices, but also just use advantage of the time you have now. Um, That's such a cool thing. It just popped right into my head as you're talking. It's not what's next. It's what's now. Thank you so much, Dana, for coming in to do this. We are just so blessed to have you on our team and you make such a difference, not just in the lives of the students, but also the other members on the team. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you. This was so fun. (laughs) Thanks for letting me be part of the team. I absolutely love it. God bless you. Thank you for tuning into Ascent. For more information on Impact Youth Ministry, visit www.impactyouthministry.org. We'll see you next week.